Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right, how's everyone doing? How's everyone out there? I see there's a huge cold snap that's running across the country just in time for Christmas. In fact, here in San Francisco, it has been really cold for here. I know when I talk to my friends in New York and uh, in Nebraska and in Seattle, and I say, oh, my God, the high was 43 here. They think I'm crazy for complaining about it. But for San Francisco, that's that's very cold. And we've been in a very, very cold snap here for a while. I think it's the coldest. I've been here for a decade now. I think this is the coldest it's ever been for this long here in San Francisco um, without any kind of like warm, mild reprieve. And Monday, I believe the high was like 44, which I think is one of the coldest days I ever remember here. So Mark Twain was full of shit when he said the coldest winter was the, the ever spent was the summer in San Francisco. The winters are colder than the summers. But Mark was from down south, I guess. So, uh, you know. 65 for a high in August was cold for him. But of course, that's not true. That's not true. There are many places you can go where the winters are much colder (laughs) than the summers in San Francisco. In fact, I used to live in Montreal. I lived there for a couple of years, and there was one winter where every night was like 20 below zero for about a month and a half, two months. So that is cold. Try living through that. Try living where it's minus 20 every night. And you want to go out and get something to eat or go to the grocery store or the convenience store. And you have to put on a sweater and another sweater and a, and, a, and a winter jacket on top of that sweater. And then you have to put on the hood and you have to put on the scarf and you got to put on the gloves. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. We, we have a much easier life weather-wise here in California. That's probably the only reason to live in California is the weather. If you don't like very hot weather. For the most part, a very cold weather, uh, the cities of California are your place to be. But other than that, obviously, as we've spoken about many times in this show, there's actually no other reason to live here in California. And now when it's getting cold like this, there's no reason, no reason to live here anymore. Um, But I digress. I digress. There are more important things to talk about than the uh, than the weather. It's just nice to take a little reprieve a little bit, maybe start the show off on a lighter note before we get into the nitty-gritty of the day. The nitty-gritty, what happened? What happened earlier today? Anything happen on Wednesday afternoon? Anything major happen on Wednesday afternoon? Well, there were a couple of things. We know Zelensky was in town, right? Zelensky came to Washington, D.C. to ask for more money. Not to ask for more money, but basically to say, if you don't give us money, you're not a good virtue signaler. If you don't give us money, you love Putin. If you don't give us money, you're a you're a Ruski and uh, you're a Putin lover. If you even if you even disagree for a moment, if you if you ask for any accountability with the money or even question spending will now be over a hundred billion dollars. That's a hundred billion with a B. Um then you're something wrong with you. Then you're a, you're, you're a Russia lover. You want Ukraine to die. You want everyone in Ukraine to be destroyed. If you don't think we should give Ukraine $100 billion, while we have people here living on the streets, San Francisco littered with tents, people who urinate and defecate on the streets have no roof over their head in this very cold weather, this extremely cold weather, 
um, where our sidewalks look like a third world country. We give over a hundred billion dollars to a country that's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away because of the need to, to virtue signal. Someone told me, I couldn't stomach to watch it, but someone told me Nancy Pelosi went to give him a huge, was she drunk? Went to give Zelensky a huge kiss and she called him a huge hero. And you have all these lefty wackos, these supposedly anti-war bullshitters like Rob Reiner on Twitter saying that Zelensky is obviously a hero, obviously, obviously a, a hero, a national hero. This is what amazes me so much about the left is their total knee-jerk response that they just knee-jerk to the virtue, right? The obvious virtue is to be anti-Putin, right? So they, they, they deflect to the most obvious, as I said to Reiner, not that he saw it, he might have since he's so obsessed with Twitter. I said, do you, do you have the wrong take on everything, Rob? Do you have the wrong take on everything on purpose? Well, the reason he has the wrong take on so many things, I won't say everything, but so many things, is because he's a lefty who just knee-jerks to the most obvious virtue, right? Don't have to think about anything. You don't have to think about do the vaccines work. You don't have to think about do masks actually stop the spread. You don't have to think. It's just the virtue of, of getting the vaccine, the virtue of wearing a mask, the virtue of giving Ukraine billions and hundreds of billions of dollars. That's it. That's all that matters. So they go with the virtue, right? They go with the what you might call the popular virtue, the, the majority virtue on every issue whatsoever without having to think about it at all. It's the, it's the, it's the side that you get to pat yourself on the back. You don't have to think about anything. You have to worry about consequences or, or long-term problems or long-term effects. You just pat, pat yourself on the back in the short term. So they pat themselves on the back when they get seven shots. Or they pat themselves on the back when they wear masks for five years. And they pat themselves on the back every time we send Ukraine five, 10, 15 billion dollars because it is the virtue. And of course, this is why they're so wrong all the time. This is why they're so wrong all the time. Now, once again, they never admit they're wrong. Uh, aside from Tim Robbins, of course, who we spoke about on, on last night's show, and I gave him, I believe, apt respect for what he's done. But they don't really, usually, 99% of them don't admit they're wrong. They just go on to the next thing that they're going to be wrong about, right? So they didn't admit the vaccines didn't work. They won't admit the masks don't work. In fact, they're still pushing all these things that don't work, right? They're, not only do they not admit these things don't work, they continue to push them as though they have, pretending living in an alternate universe, an alternate reality. And so... The same will go with Ukraine when when all this money is wasted, when Putin systematically does exactly what he wanted to do. Um, they won't say they were wrong. They won't say billions of dollars were wasted. They'll never come back to that. They're, they, they believe their whole point in us giving them this money is to win. Right. And they say by us giving them all this money. And all these. Military weapons, they're going to win. But what happens when they don't win? Are they going to come back and say it was a waste of money? And we know they're not going to win. Russia will systematically do exactly what they want to do. So in the long run, in the long term, of course, it's a waste of money. In the short term, there's no real accountability for it. And they'll never say they were wrong. They'll never say they lost. They'll never say they're on the – they never take the L and just shut up. The left never takes the L and shut up. They either just go on to the next thing or they pretend they got the W, even if they didn't. And the same will happen with, with Ukraine. Mark my words. Mark, mark my words. The same will happen with Ukraine. Putin will do 
exactly what he intended to do. It doesn't matter how long it takes, right? It doesn't matter if he does it in a day, a week, or 10 years. If he does what he wants to do, it's a success. And it will be a big loss for this country, giving them hundreds of billions of dollars going towards what's going to be eventual a loss anyway. And also not having any accountability, not knowing where this money went. We know that Zelensky is a millionaire. Why is Zelensky a millionaire? Why? Why? How do you, we've talked about these things that, once again, having uncommon sense matter, like when he takes photo ops, when celebrity in the middle of a supposed war, where his country's being destroyed, where his citizens are being displaced and killed, he does photo ops with celebrities like Ben Stiller. That's fine. There's time for that. It makes perfect sense, right? Or when he ends up, was it the cover of was it Vogue or GQ? Who does that in the middle of a war? Where their country is being destroyed, who has time to do it? Who who does it? Who is there? An, if you're a real magnanimous leader, do you do something like that? No, of course not. But we know that while his country is supposedly being destroyed, he's being getting very popular, making a lot of money, being called a hero by virtue signalers in the West, and so this will probably continue. This will probably continue. And once again, the right is in a way equally as wrong. I mean, I know there are some people on the right, like like Rand Paul and now McCarthy's talking about at least having some kind of oversight on this money. Um, but for the most part, for the, the majority of people on both sides of the aisle are virtue signaling and have no problem with us giving them as much money as need be, as much money as he wants. And of course, Zelensky sees he has an, has a a very easy mark in in Joe Biden. He's got an incredibly easy mark in Joe Biden, a a, a dementia ridden fool who has no idea what's going on, and he can get anything he really wants. He knows that. He can get anything he wants from him. He can get anything he wants from Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's proved that because they just give money and money and money and money and money without asking for any accountability whatsoever. Who does that? Does anyone do that? Does anyone give money to people and never ask for accountability anywhere else in life, especially this kind of money, to see exactly where it's going? But he's got an easy mark in Joe. Joe's senile and out of it and has no clue what's going on. So, you know, you you can't blame him for taking advantage of Joe. And that's what he's done. That's what he continues to do. Um, And he comes here and and they just suck up to him. This Congress just sucks up to him. Right. They they give him whatever he wants. And once again, it's all based on this idea of if you don't give him everything you want, you're leading to their destruction. You're you're buddying up with Putin. You're a Putin lover, right? This is like the the you know if you don't wear a mask, you're a Trump lover. If you don't get the vaccine, you're a Trump lover. Well, if you don't want to give Ukraine billions and billions and billions of dollars, you're you're a Putin lover. And this is how they try to stop any kind of dissent. This is how they don't have they they once again they don't have to talk about it, right? They don't have to they don't have to give a real intelligent reason. They don't have to give facts. They don't have to deal with facts. They don't have to deal with debate. They just shut it down by saying, well, you, you must love Putin. You must love Putin. And so this is going to continue this way. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can see it may be stopping once Republicans take over Congress, but not really. I don't think they'll have enough votes to stop the money. They won't have enough votes to have a, a four-seat majority when most Republicans want to give them the money anyway. So I, I like McCarthy taking the lead and saying there's going to be some accountability. We'll see if it happens. We'll see if this if this gravy train ever stops. Have we talked about where the gravy train is going to stop? When this money is going to stop? 
I mean, if the money's going to stop when Ukraine wins the war, it's never going to stop because they're not going to win. There'll be no winning for Ukraine. No, they'll claim when it's all over that Putin didn't get as much as he wanted and they were able to stop him and, and defeat his army and, and keep part of their country. But in the end, Putin will basically get what he, what he wants because their military is so much stronger. Come on, there's no way that Ukraine's going to win an all-out war against Russia. It's not going to happen. So, once again, the money will be wasted. Hundreds of billions of dollars will be wasted when we have people in this country who are starving, people living on the streets, homeless tents all over the place in our major cities. I just drove by them again. I'm driving by these homeless tents. I mean, the, the sidewalks are littered here with homeless, littered with homeless tents with like, not just tents. I don't want people who, uh, Carthage, I'll get you in one second, but I don't, I don't want people to think that it's just, if you don't live in San Francisco, that it's like just these pristine, you know, like, like tents, like you see in camping sites. It's not. They literal stuff all over the streets. They put their belongings all over the street. Half the block is taken up with like garbage. And this is a constant thing here. So this we allow. We do nothing about it. The, the politicians lip service. And yet we're giving billions of dollars. So I can't I, see I can't I can't as a as a human being, as a thinking human being who doesn't really give a shit about virtue signaling think about how we can send all this money thousands and thousands of miles away when people here are living as though they've, they've been displaced by a war. In a way, there has been a war here, right? So I, I just it's, it's hard for me to be able to, to justify, let's say, the money going when we have all this shit in this country and our quality of life is such shit in the major cities like the one I live in. Hey, Karthik, how you doing? What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I just wanted to say hi. And yeah, um, I think it's really surprising that like uh, Zelensky's even here. And I, I, I heard he's going to address Congress. He did. Almost like, yeah. Oh, he did already? Okay, yeah. I thought that was going to be like tomorrow or something. No, he, he's here. He, he, addressed. he addressed. Yeah, it's very strange. The only other time I can re- remember a uh, foreign head of state uh, speaking to the Congress is... Um, uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in 2015. Yeah, it's super rare. Um, for foreign house. but yeah, I agree. Like, all this, it's just a, a money laundering scheme. Yeah, he, yeah, he said he said to Congress today. He just spoke to them earlier, and he said, "You could you can speed up our victory." So this is m- m- once again <laughs> this idea that we're going to throw all this money at them, and it's going to help them win the war when they're not going to win the war. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's very bizarre that he's had all these like photo shoots with like uh, Vanity Fair and like um, famous photographers, and he had all the like ce- celebrities mm-hmm. uh, visiting him. Yeah, it just seems crazy. Yeah, so he'll gain all this popularity. He'll pocket a lot of this money, and the country, will, his country, will lose anyway. His country will lose anyway. Uh, I don't know why they trusted. I, I know a lot of them didn't. I un- I understand a lot of them didn't trust having this comedic comedy stand-up comic celebrity run the country but uh but he still won right he's still the president even though a lot of people had reservations about that but i think this this is what you get right when you have this young celebrity egotistical celebrity running the country he's going to pocket money no doubt about it this country will lose anyway but guess who will win he he will win he will win and that's what's going to happen in the end, you know, and they'll try to make some kind of a, a PR spin that, oh, yeah, they they really did win. That Russia didn't really get what they wanted uh, about, yeah, you know, yada, yada, yada. But in the end, 
they're not going to win the war. That's not going to happen. The Ukraine is not going to defeat Russia. Have you seen Glenn Greenwald's new show on Rumble? Uh, I've heard about it. I haven't haven't heard it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, I just heard it last week, I think, and I saw some clips of it. It's pretty great. I I think you'd like it. Mm. If you uh, see it. Is that where he's sitting at the desk? He's sitting at a desk? Uh, Well, it's a new set, but it looks similar to his old one. Oh, okay. But this new set that's, you know, from Rumble, it's very uh, glitz and glamorous. Yeah, it looks really good. It's like really high tech, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's not, it has like muted colors. It doesn't look too flashy. Right, right. Yeah. I've seen clips of it. I've seen clips. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I just thought you might uh, like it. So, uh, what else is on your mind? <laughs> you, 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 you tired of talking about Zelensky? I mean, it, it's it is the kind of thing where now, well, because yeah, dude, there's like so much like crap covered about Ukraine, man. Uh, well, and, and also it, it's 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 kind of a situation where our minds have been made up by now, right? You either agree <laughs> with this, giving all this money to them, and you love the virtue signaling, or you're one of those people who are like, well, maybe we should. You know, maybe we should. I guess there are three different groups, right? There are also people who are like, well, all right, maybe, but we should have accountability and, you know, there should be more oversight. Then there are people who are just like, no, we shouldn't be giving them any money whatsoever. You know, so it, it's a it's 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 a it's a it's a really hot debate. Um, but I think that he's able to get a Zelensky's able to get over. I'm not saying Zelensky wouldn't be able to get over Trump. He, he probably would. He'd probably be able to get money out of Trump, too. Um, there are very few presidents who probably stand up and say no no more we're done doing this oh yeah yeah you would take a huge pr hit from the virtue signaling press yeah all the presidents support wars yeah yeah i mean you 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 take an awful pr hit from the virtue signaling left-wing press who would say you're being pro-putin that's all they'd have to say just like they they, all all they have to say is you're pro-trump and they shut people up right so they just say oh you're you're a putin lover and that and that shuts them up and that would how they'd be labeled if god forbid they decided to not give you know, Ukraine over a hundred billion dollars. I mean, think about that figure, a hundred billion. It's, yeah. It's incredible. It yeah, really well, is well, mind blowing. Like, yeah. The most obvious part of the scam was when the uh Nord Stream pipeline broke and then Secretary of State uh um Anthony Blinken said, Oh, this is a great business opportunity for us. So it's pretty much admitting that all this is about money and uh liquefied natural gas and money right. laundering. So yeah. Yeah, yeah they, just, they, he pretty much invented it then. I mean, once the guy starts doing, I mean, the photo ops with celebrities are bad enough, but once the guy starts doing covers of like GQ and Vogue in the middle of a, a supposed war, yeah, I, I think him and his water. wife did Vanity Fair too. Vanity Fair, that was it. I mean, at, at that point, you're like, come on, this is ridiculous. This is like a bad movie. I mean, you'd write yeah. this in a movie, a satire about a you know a war. A satire about the underdog president of a war, and it's 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 insane. It really is. I mean, once he did that, I would at least, if I was the president, I had any balls, and I was like cognizant. Of course, not Joe Biden, someone else. I would call and say, you know, cut that shit out. I would say, if you do if you do anything like that again, you're not getting another fucking penny because I look like an asshole giving you money while you're doing photo shoots, like you're a, you're a fucking porn star. It's like, come on. I mean, it's, it's amazing what he's labeled to get away with. And a big part of why he can get away with it is this incredible virtue signaling that, is, that has taken hold in the 21st century. You know, and not just that, but of course, a, a president who will just give him whatever he wants because he wants to be seen to be being strong. He's a strong leader standing up to Putin. Of course, it's bullshit. Um, so it's, 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 really, it's really amazing to me.
you know, I, I wasn't for this from the beginning, but once he did that Vanity Fair shit, I was like, oh, come on now. This is just absolutely absurd. I mean, this is almost like he's he's flaunting it in our faces that he can get away with whatever he wants, right? And we're just going to keep giving him money. Oh, yeah. Well, like the whole system's flaunting in our faces, you know? It's kind of like if you question anything, then you're pro-Russia, pro-Putin, pro-dictator. Uh, and and I, I've heard some people say that, oh, they think that Putin is worse than Hitler, you know, or as, which is such a clown thing to say. Um, that Putin's worse than Hitler? Yeah. That's idiotic. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's once again, it's like these people have no perspective. They have no perspective. Look, I was, I've said this before. I'm not for the idea of just going into a country supposedly unprovoked. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not for that. I'm not, I'm not for, I know Putin is also this, you know, alpha machismo asshole, you know, who, who, who thinks he can get it wherever he wants and wants to expand the empire. Yeah. I get that. I, I get it. I'm not for that. I don't think that's a, a, a good thing. But I also don't believe we should be getting in the middle of it and provoking possible, a possible World War Three, right? Well, I mean, yeah, NATO's been a big uh, player in all this. Like they, they're part of the MIC, the military-industrial complex. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, uh, do you have anything else to say? Well, you know, I'll say a lot more. But you mean to you directly? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anything. I mean, once you're gone, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, that. Well, I meant to but, me personally. But yeah, but well, I, I, I'm going to get into. Uh, I, I think Bill probably wants to talk about Zelensky, but also I want to talk about the FBI because the FBI. You see what the FBI did? The FBI came out today and they said, "Well, it's all you're all conspiracy theorists for trying to. <laughs> you're all conspiracy. You're basically all conspiracy theorists for believing what you see in those Twitter files. You're all conspiracy theorists for believing your eyes. Well, it's not even conspiracy theorists because like, I, I know TYT and many others said, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's, there's nothing new in these Twitter files, you know, nothing to see here. Everything's perfect. Not, not, nothing suspicious or nefarious. So either people are saying you're conspiracy theorists or like other half of the media is saying like, oh, there's nothing new here. It's, it's, it's super boring and plain. Well, it's, 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 one, it's once again proving to me that the FBI is like an arm of the Democratic Party because they're taking the lead of the Democrats. Which is the same thing. Well, with I would say they're more of a, yeah. arm of the MIC more than yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, but, but because there know. really is no difference. You, and I know you disagree with me on that, but that's what I'll say. Well, uh, but they have once again the, the, everything they did with the Hunter Biden story was to help the Democrats. That would help Joe. Biden. Oh yeah, well yeah, that in that instance. But I'm talking about the FBI as the you know the system. Uh, but yeah, in that instance. Um, well, no one trusted them before that. But I mean, what I'm saying is that really proved. And now they're taking the lead of the Democratic Party. By simply saying, well, look, there's nothing to see here. And the left-wing media, right, the Democrat-run media, is that, yeah. oh, it's nothing to see here. No, no, don't believe it. Don't. When you see these stories about the vaccines not being, you know, n not stopping the spread, when you see these stories about myocarditis, when you see these stories about masks, you know, many of studies, many, sh many studies showing us masks don't work, don't believe all that stuff. It's all conspiracy. Don't believe the facts and the evidence that is being presented by these actual real reporters like Matt Taibbi, and Lee Fang, don't don't trust that. It's all conspiracy theorists. Trust us. These are all crazy. Yeah, Matt Taibbi's a crazy conspiracy theorist. I mean, it's absurd. It really is. Yeah, and it's, it's basically sad to what see the, the smearing of Matt Taibbi recently. Yeah, it's, well, it's also what the KGB did. The KGB did similar things. You know, they tried yeah. to discredit people. Don't believe it. It's all conspiracy. Don't believe it. It's all conspiracy theories. We're a, we're good guys. You know, it was all the same shit that the KGB has done. So you want to talk about loving Russia? You know, it's basically being like Soviet Russia. It's just saying that you know they're just trying to discredit all these good people, these real, just like they tried to discredit real doctors, 
They've they've dis- they've tried to discredit now real journalists. This is the game they play. Once again, don't believe your eyes. Believe us. Yeah. yeah. So. Good talk, man. I'll see you later. Yeah. Thanks, Karthik. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call. Um, Bill, did you want to say something? Yeah. There you go. All right. Let me get you on there. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Can you hear me? Okay, Mike. Perfectly. Yes. All right. Well, I think I put a couple links in the First, uh, Professor Jeffrey Sachs of Columbia University, mm-hmm. he talks a lot about how NATO expansion east of Ukraine, I'm sorry, east of Germany, where it's been 14 countries and they're pushing for several more, has provoked Russia. Remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, for example? Yes. Um, well, that's the uh, analogy. You know, when you put weapons uh, close to Russia's border, you keep pushing closer and closer. Then into Ukraine, um, you're going to create a problem. And um, that's, in fact, Senator Joe Biden talked about that in 1997. Then you had William Burns, who was ambassador to Russia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And now see ahead of the CIA. Let's see. Um, there's a lot that's led up to this. You have something called the Maidan coup in 2000, I believe it was 14, uh, where we sponsored a, another, uh, you know, um, coup. You know what I mean? The U.S. government uh, in Ukraine. And then we had, um, they had, Russia tried to negotiate a, a peace with uh, regarding um, the eastern Donbass, uh, um, which wanted to annex back to Russia. Mm-hmm. And they they had with the Minsk Accords, Minsk One and Two, to bring peace there with the Ukraine. And what we had there, we had um, a problem with um, what's called. Uh, the C-14, the right sector, the Azov battalions, these are Nazi and, uh, battalions in within the Ukraine army. That They, they were bombing the, the Donbass and over 14,000 people got killed. Right. Um, so uh, regarding uh, the Minsk Accords, uh, the former president of Ukraine, Poroshenko, came out recently and said they never had any intention to honor them. They just bought time those eight years to build up their armed forces and uh, have NATO train their men and uh, bring in more weaponry from NATO. So there hasn't been a um, an effort, so it appears. This is what, well, first of all, let me say there's Professor Mersheimer, yeah, uh, I'm just going to list a couple of people that back up what I'm saying. You know, I'm not just pulling this out of my rear end. In other yeah. words, you have uh, Judge Napolitano, who interviews uh, Scott Ritter, the former U.N. weapons inspector, uh, U.S. Yeah. Marine. Right. There's also um, Colonel Salente, uh, who meets with Judge Napolitano once a week, Trends Journal. But these are we have military people who are pushing for peace and have had peace rallies that the, that the mainstream media won't cover it all. Right. And that's Scott Ritter and uh, Judge Napolitano, Colonel Salentes. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, there's Ray McGovern, ex-CIA, who's mm-hmm. also 
of, of that ilk. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so in other words, there's another side here that um, I'm just one more thing. Let me think. Ray McGovern. Oh, Colonel McGregor. Right. Right. So now um, consider for those in the audience, when was the last time your government told you the truth about any foreign intervention we've been involved in? Oh, they've n never. I can't, I, can't, I can't name a time. They, they're always lying. They're always giving, once again, their own narrative that they want to push. Yeah. That they want to push on the American public. So right. it's, it's never, never the truth. We never get the whole truth. Right. So with that in mind, why believe that the narrative we're getting now about Ukraine, Russia, I mean, when was the last, seriously, think about you go backwards to Ukraine, no weapons, and then you, I'm sorry, I'm, Af, Afghanistan, the Afghan papers, you can go right. before that to, to no weapons of mass destruction. Well, it's, it's, it's also idiotic, though. Like I say, everything is so black and white to these morons. It's like, there are no shades of gray. It's like it's like it's like sports. We have to take the side of one team, right? We have to we have to all of a sudden take the side of one team. And right oh. now we're we're team Ukraine did, to the point where did you see the photo? Did you see the uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Kamala Harris holding a Ukrainian flag behind mm -hmm. Zelensky oh, as he spoke? Oh. I mean, they were actually holding you like they were a fucking soccer game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's really the. I mean. It really is, as as Jake Shields said, he put up the photo on Twitter. It's becoming impossible to tell real life from parody anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. They held up the Ukraine flag behind him as just as though they were at a fucking soccer game cheering on their team. These idiots. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, McCartney <laughs> uh, uh, touched on it, but you see, <laughs> you, uh, uh, Eisenhower, there was one more part to the military, military industrial congressional complex that mm -hmm. was going to be his real speech but he was pressured by his advisors to pull out the last part congressional they all work together do you follow me beware that he said right. and you know here we are not to get truman also says show me a politician who gets rich i'll show you a crook just look at some of the people who just talked about pelosi mcconnell their life these lifers they get what 170 odd thousand a year which is a chunk of change but not from living so much in that city now how they end up multi-millionaires all the time it's <laughs> insider trading you know what i'm saying yeah and, exactly uh, exactly it's unbelievable we're, we're run by a bunch of uh, white collar criminals i mean seriously and uh it doesn't lead to good geo international geopolitics you know what i mean we've got to try and work together with other people in this globe we're going to run each other into ruin i mean this, holy smokes right. um uh, it's just unbelievable once We're again but as usual although with nuclear war everyone's you know it's not like the old wars where you could just send the kids and you don't have to worry about it where these people could just send their send kids to war yet you know they could promote war as though as though they're actually fighting in it when it comes to a nuclear war hey baby we're all gonna fight in it uh, there, actually there'll be no fighting will there you know so it's 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 like it's but what's amazing to me is there are people who are treating this so lightly, like a nuclear war couldn't happen, like World War Three couldn't happen. I mean, are these people that fucking dense? Are they that fucking stuck in their narrative and their virtue signaling? Uh, that's pretty amazing. It really is. Like, as if we can survive a limited nuclear exchange, it's absolute insanity that they even propose such a thing. It, what the hell is a limited nuclear exchange? That's what I mean. It's limited. Yeah. <laughs> limited all you need is one of them right one bomb and that's the end of it it's limited a limited nuclear exchange what does that mean only only half the country how does only half the country have nuclear fallout so these people are, are these are they that stupid 
I have no idea. You know, you, well, just look, these are the same people that get pulled in on this whole coronavirus insanity. So you, what, what can you say? You just look at it and shake your head and wonder and go, whatever. I mean, here, here's something to consider. I know we touched on it, but okay. Not only did Scott Ritter report that as a, U, a UN weapons inspector, U.S. Marine Corps, no weapons of mass destruction. Of the reported hijackers, there were no Iraqis. There were 15 Saudis. Saudis are, right, 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 right. One Turkish and one Lebanese. You didn't have one. Wait, we're going to bomb Saudi Arabia because I sent 15 hijackers. First of all, that's the Wahhabi terrorist cell. It's not. It's not the Saudi family that. It was involved not in directly. Even so, you wouldn't bomb a whole country for that. You'd send in special ops to take out some terrorist cells. We wouldn't freaking carpet bomb a whole country like we did in Iraq. It's freaking insanity what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, 330,000 bombs in a 20-year period leading from the end of the Obama administration back 20 years. 330,000 bombs dropped in the Middle East. And then we had another somewhat like 5,000 between Trump and Biden last I read. Uh, that, that might be, I'm just trying to recall. But the, the point is, that's a military industrial complex. It's, this is all prop, like it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. We send money over. We don't monitor what happens to it. I mean, and what's that's going to lead to arms trade? So, are we trying to foster war and uh, arm terrorists? It, it appears. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, of course, saying- I do. Absolutely, no doubt about it. it and and it's true. It it, it basically yeah. is true. And 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 the thing is, at least with like COVID and vaccines and masks, you've got we've got at least you know maybe half the country who are sane on this. Maybe more than half the country on a lot of this stuff. But when it comes to this. It's really it's 100 percent of Democrats and most Republicans, right, who agree with this. So it's 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 absolutely sad how it's we've gotten to the point now where it, it's very easy now to make money. It's very easy for any leader to really make money and get popular off of Russia hate. Right. Yes. Off, yes. Of, off, off of just basically this, this hatred for Vladimir Putin or labeling everyone a Putin lover. If you don't give me money. You're a Putin lover, buddy. And they buy it. I mean, they buy it. That's basically the message. If you don't give us everything we want, you are aiding Vladimir Putin in not just taking over Ukraine, but then marching west and taking over the rest of Europe and the world. I mean, once again, they play this fear and hysteria game, the same game they played for COVID, the same game they played, the same fucking blueprint. Well, if I don't mind, I'll I'll add, we're the ones who have... Well, the reports are 800 to 1,000 military bases around the world. We're the ones who are circling Russia with our military bases. For heaven's sakes, they have a total of like six off, off outside of their own country from what I've read. And, and the entire world has like 30 military bases outside of their own borders. You know what I mean? In other words, a country having bases outside their own borders. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, our military budget is that of the next 10 countries combined. That's what accounted for. But every year, the Pentagon can't balance the, the audit. They always fail an audit by trillions of dollars. Yes, that's true. 
Yes, they do. So, so you have a military budget of eight, well, whatever it is now, 760, 800 bill. I don't, I, I don't keep track. It's in that range. And that's as much as the next 10 countries have combined. Yep. But they come up with a shortfall that's multiple times that in the trillions of dollars. What, what the hell? Where's our money all going? And the, the Russian military budget's like, the last I read, somewhere between, I read different reports, 60, say 80 billion. Mm-hmm. Do you follow their entire budget? We've spent that much already over setting up. We're, 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 we're eclipsing that plus another 40 odd mil they're talking about. And, and just what we've sent to Ukraine, which right. is one third of those weapons only supposedly make it to the front lines. And, you know, and Rand Paul was pushing for that to be, he wanted to hold the, the bill, the last bill right. until we were going to monitor that. I mean, it's freaking absolute insanity. And why is it why is it the responsibility of the American taxpayer? Remember, it's our money. People don't seem to understand that when they say, "Oh, a hundred billion dollars been sent to Ukraine." They, they, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's Pelosi's money, right? Like it's Pelo- coming out of Pelosi's pocket. Like it's Congress. Yeah. It's our money. So where do they get off? Where does this country always get off with sending not just our 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 children, our kids, well, our, as, they, as they as they you know as they don't get away with doing anymore, but now they're sending billions of dollars of our money. That we could use here always uh-huh. to fight some other country's war and we always have the same fucking excuse the excuse is always well it's our war right oh it's our we have interests i don't think our in- when it comes to the ukraine i don't know how you can stretch that i don't think our interests get to the point of where we should send them all this money when we don't we don't have it now we simply don't have it we're in, we're no. in a deep recession here inflation through the roof people living on the streets and it, it, it gets to the point now where this constant, constant excuse of, well, our, it's our best interests that are at heart. Oh, if, if Putin takes over Ukraine, he'll take over the world. So our best interests are at heart here. It's bullshit. At some point, we have to say these things are not our responsibility. Have you ever heard of Smedley Butler, Wars a Racket, Two Purple Hearts? Did you ever hear about his work? No. No, no. Smedley Butler was a, the most decorated military man ever. Two two Purple Hearts. He writes a work, Wars a Racket. Uh, he served in the military God, in the early 1900s. And then there's another one, John Perkins, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Um, he's got a two part series on YouTube. Smedley Butler, you can find it on YouTube as well. Um, it's about uh, U.S. imperialism, and what we, we, we let's put it this way: the idea that we go somewhere for God, like as in God and country and democracy. Um, let's put it another way: G.O.D. Gold, oil, and drugs. In other words, as Smedley Butler put it, he he basically acted as a muscle for U.S. transnational uh, corporate expansion. Right? Do you follow me? In other yes. words. You take, for example, Central America. It was a big coffee and uh, fruit growers. Right. And so we, you take uh, Iraq, the Middle East. It's oil. It's uh, lithium. That's uh, a poppy. Mm-hmm. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's always for mili- we, we, we say it's to bring democracy, but we really don't end up promoting democracy. We coup a lot of governments. And the purpose is if a government is democratically elected and they want to nationalize and push out the U.S. corporations and take back control of, let's say, any um, 
anything that our government has set up there in the past for our corporations, be it oil rigs or anything like that. Now the, the country says, no, 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 we want to nationalize. We want to manage our resources. Um, we don't want your U.S. corporations uh, basically um, just pulling from our country. You know, right. these, these countries that Trump refers to as shithole countries, they're not shithole countries. They have, they're rich in resources. Yep. And, and that's why we went in there. Do you follow me? And yeah. yeah, and so, of course, right. And so so the, the problem here is that it's driven by uh, our geopolitics are driven by our expansion of, of our U.S. Tr well, become transnational corporations. Mm -hmm. And then the resources needed to supply those corporations. Do you right. follow me? Yeah. And, you know, and so this does not foster, um, how can I say, if, if you... If, well, here's a good example. When what do you ever hear what uh, General Wesley Carr talk about? Um, we were he was told in the Pentagon that we were going to uh, after 9/11 that we were going to uh, go into um, seven countries in five years. Right. Yes. Sir. Right. Yep. And he said, "Why?" You ever see that? He's like, why? And he just doesn't tell you who he's talking to. He's just somebody, you know, one of folk. He didn't disclose the other fellow's name. Well, remember, and when it comes to Iraq, I, I used to, I used to follow Wesley Clark all the time. He was great. But when it came to Iraq, once again, we, we were sold the lie that weapons of mass destruction. That was a lie, right? Well, so that was a total lie. The gov our government told us that that was a total lie. That was the main reason for going in. It was a total. The main reason for doing it was a lie, right? We were also told that we were going to be accepted. They hated Saddam Hussein so much that we were going to be treated with flowers. Remember, they said they're going to throw flowers at our military. No, they didn't throw flowers. They threw hand grenades at our wow. military. So we were lied about that too. And now there's this incredible lie that all this money and everything we're giving Ukraine is going to help them defeat Russia, that they will defeat mm -hmm. Russia. That's as asinine as believing masks defeat the virus. It's right. as asinine as believing that wearing a cloth mask will stop the virus. Mm -hmm. Ukraine will not defeat Russia. They cannot. They will not. It's not going to happen. So once again, these are just lies. And also there's the lie that, you know, Russia is the bad guy and Ukraine's the good guy. And there's no in between, right? It's all black and white. There are no shades of gray. There's no talking about Ukraine, you know, bombing Eastern, the Donbas, Eastern That's Ukraine. Right. There's no talk about that. There's no talk about that. So that that is when, when they say unprovoked. OK, obviously, Ukraine wasn't bombing Russia, but they were bombing Eastern Ukraine, which was basically part of Russia. They wanted to be part of Russia. Right. So that's why they were being bombed by the rest of Ukraine, because they were basically part of Russia and they wanted to be if they had their if they had their choice, they would be part of Russia, not the Ukraine. So there was this constant conflict that we were not even involved with. Right. No one here was even talking about it. No one knew who this guy Zelensky was. Remember when when Trump supposedly was speaking to him. And having that conversation that got Trump impeached, no one knew who this guy was, right? He was wasn't he? He was referred to as the president of Ukraine, right? <laughs> no one knew who he was. Now all of a sudden, he's become this incredible celebrity. No, yeah, well, he and, was a comedian. Let's put yeah. it this way: he was an yeah. actor and a comedian, and the the people elected him on the populist platform that he was going to bring peace, and that they they find a way to get the. Uh, right and left wing factions in Ukraine to work together. Don't forget that, the, like I said, the Nabas region, mostly Russian speaking. Yes, right, they want to. Absolutely. Right. But right. they had an agreement, the Minsk Accords. Again, you got to stop bombing. You know, if, 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 if 
there's an agreement in place to bring peace that Russia's tried to go along with, but yet those people were bombed. What is Russia supposed to do? Of course, they're going to send some forces to try and protect them. Do you follow me? Well, and, and, then, and, 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 and the thing is also what's so, so stupid is that there were, so many, there were so many nuances when it comes to the Middle East that we didn't understand as Americans. Right. We didn't, American government, we didn't get a lot of the nuances that took place in the Middle East, the, the conflicts and, and things that go back centuries that we just didn't know about. We didn't understand. The same goes for Russia and the Ukraine. There's so many nuances that led up to what's happening now that we don't talk about, that we knew nothing about, that people don't want to hear anything about. It's just very black and white now, right? And this whole idea of the Ukraine winning, I don't know how anyone can buy that bullshit. Once again, Zelensky will get very popular from it. He'll make a lot of money out of it. The people in his country will suffer, just like with most leaders who are sociopaths, dictatorial, and only care about themselves. And and basically, that's that's how it will end. And eventually, it will just end and go away. Now, the real thing to do is to have peace negotiations, right? The real thing to do is say, let's have a peace treaty between Russia and the Ukraine. But does that benefit Zelensky? Does that benefit him? Does that benefit his pocketbook? No, of course not. No, of course well, not. the real issue is there's a benefit U.S. hegemony. The problem is NATO. It would benefit his people to have a peace talk, right? It would definitely benefit the average, per, average citizen of Ukraine, the people he seems to care about. Peace talks, peace would actually benefit them, but it won't benefit him. Well, first of all, all wars eventually end in negotiation, number one. Number two, this is being pushed, this is NATO expansion. We've got to go back, briefly back to um, the agreements between Gorbachev and Reagan regarding uh, once the Berlin Wall would come down under the agreement and the, uh, the Soviet Union would be broken up, the Warsaw Pact, under the agreement that NATO would not expand one inch east of Germany. And there's communications, uh, memorandum between Baker. Uh, uh, you know, this isn't something that was just orally discussed. People said, well, it was orally discussed. It was oral agreement. No, no treaty was written. No, there's, there's a, there was a lot of communication that there's history and record of. And what happened there was NATO continued to push its way east. 14 states now, and then they keep trying, then they want to keep pushing into Ukraine. No, Ukraine, we got Biden and Burisma. We've got, we've got how many, um, uh, uh, what are, what are called, um, chemical weapon, well, some say weapon, but let's just say, uh, the expansion of, uh, <laughs> Our experimentation with, with uh, 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 you know, like the, the labs, the bio labs. How many bio labs are in Ukraine that are U.S. sponsored? Check it out, research it. I think we have, first of all, I think the U.S. has like 350 bio labs around the world, and some 35 of them or so in Ukraine, the last I read. What the hell? Why are we pushing bio labs in Ukraine? If you were, if it was the other way around and, and, and you had, uh, uh, the president's son of Russia, uh, Putin's son, d- doing dirty dealings with uh, uh, in in Mexico. Yeah. Do you follow me? Like, people just have to put all these all these things you talk about, all these specifics, all these nuances. Yeah. Once again, this is why I don't really care that most Americans are, for, are, are pro Ukraine. 
because most Americans are totally dumb when it comes to, well, everything, but especially when it comes to geopolitical, we know geopolitics right. and, and international policy. They, they don't understand. Look, most Americans bought the idea that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Most Americans bought the idea that Saddam Hussein has something to do with 9-11. These are the same people now who are telling me I got to support Ukraine. Go fuck yourself. I don't oh. care what Americans have to say about these things because they're not schooled on these things. Bill, yeah. you know a lot about this stuff. Once again, the nuances involved in the Middle East, most Americans didn't know about or care about. The yeah. nuances involved with Russia and Ukraine and Eastern Europe, most Americans don't know or care about. All they know is, all they knew in 2003 and 2004 was Saddam bad, Saddam bad, Saddam bad. We have to beat him. We have to destroy him. We have to kill him. And all they know now is Putin bad, Zelensky a hero. That's all they know. These people are such simplistic morons that it's impossible to take anything they say seriously or really ever to be on their side on anything. You know, like I said, like the schmuck Rob Reiner. I mean, it's just the t typical knee-jerk liberal virtue signaling side on everything. Part of the, a lot of this has to do with our media. The, there's something called the Smith Month Modernization Act, signed 2012, mm -hmm. where it's let, baked in legislatively that our State Department can propagandize the domestic uh, at home, right here, that they can do it through all forms of media as long as it suits the State Department ends. And so what happens is you have, like Noam Chomsky calls manufacturing consent, you have the media is complicit with the State Department full on now. And so you have a narrative that most people, here's the thing, Mike, I try to understand. <laughs> I'm home now and I'm disabled. I got all kinds of time. And you know what I mean? I can't get outside. So I'm always on, I'm researching everything and anything I think of just so I don't go stir crazy. Plus I like to do it. But the point I'm trying to make is most people are in survival mode. They got people in survival mode because the cost of living is so high compared to the income now. And uh, the cost of housing, let alone, has gone up some 2,500 percent since 1960. Uh, the CPI index is is a is is a total fraud. And that, it's the the, the, statistics, the statistics economically are rigged. The point being, people are in survival mode. They're working multiple jobs. They're, they're, both parents are working. You know what happens, Mike? People don't have the time. They get home. They they watch a, a little news here and there, and the, all they hear over the news is everything that they parrot. You see what I'm saying? Of course. They don't have yeah. Time. yeah. And so this is why um, I'm in a unique position. When I was working full time and I was and I had a ranch and I was busy, I, I, I was not at all aware of anything more than what I would hear through a little news here and there. Do you follow me? And they heard Russia, Russia bad. Plus we're programmed from the time we're growing up. Russia bad, Russia bad, China yes. bad, yeah, China yeah. bad. Yeah, Russia hate is something that's programmed. Yeah. Yes, we have to hate Russia. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, but but Bill, that's something. This shows the hypocrisy of the left. Remember, the mm -hmm. left was supposedly the party of peace, right? What okay. happened to that? The anti-war party. And also the left also was also the party that didn't believe in this, in this uh, Russia baiting, right? This anti-Russia sentiment, right? Mm -hmm. They were the ones, remember, Bernie Sanders went there for his honeymoon. Remember, they used that, they tried, right. to, they tried to use that against him. The, the, the establishment Democrats tried to use that against Bernie Sanders, right? Simply going there for his honeymoon <laughs> yeah. and drinking vodka. So, but the left used to be against all this stuff. Now, they've, now they're cheerleading it. Now they're, now they're actually taking the lead on all of this stuff. It's absolute insanity. I don't understand it. I, I think we have to step back. But the, the problem is... Uh, 
And, and what the left can't seem, oh, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt you, Bill, oh, but the, no, what the I left can't, can't seem to comprehend uh-huh. is that the real enemy right now, if we're going to have an enemy, because we always have to have an enemy, right? <laughs> if we're going to have an enemy now, it's much more China than Russia. I mean, it's not even close, is it? I don't think it's even close. Well, that's an interesting thought, because you think about this, Mike, real quick, regarding China. China is not our enemy. Hold on a second, real quick. We had the North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, I'm sensitive to your show, but let let me know when you need to go, because I could yak, okay? You know, you got the North American Free Trade Agreement. Remember Ross Brown? Nafta, nafta, you don't want that. You're going to hear a giant within Asia, right? And look what happened. We had the Bayesian Free Trade Agreement, the Asian Free Trade Agreement, the Trans-Pacific Pact, there's a Belt Road Initiative. And the bottom line is, U.S. transnational corporations, there was bipartisan, they bought out both sides to, to, to do exactly what happened. The, the bottom line is, the, the labor force in, in, these, in Asia is far larger, worked for pennies on the dollar because of the exchange rate, plus, you know, just, they, they don't, when, when our American companies set up in, in, in Mexico, for example, the, 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 the auto workers that were being paid 25, 35 an hour here with benefits, they outsourced the jobs, they end up paying $3 an hour in Mexico. You follow me? When they ship jobs over to, to China, to India, it's pennies on, on the dollar what was being paid here. So the giant sucking sound is what Ross Bro talked about. So this is what the transnational corporations were pushing for. You have very little, if any, labor regulations and environmental regulations. The other thing is we only have 4.3% of the world's population. So if you're going to manufacture somewhere, you're going to, the Asian, what China is is three times our population, just China alone. Yes. You follow me? Yes. So obviously you manufacture there. You don't have to ship it all. The majority of the product you're going to sell is in the, that, that, that growing uh, prosperity, that nation build up. And this is something that, you know, I hate to say it, but the, the, the non-government organizations through the World Economic Forum, which is really just the front front group for the Bilderberg group, um, they've been, this plan has been set uh, in, in play decades and decades in the making. Yeah. Do you follow me? Yes. And so this is, this is a move uh, intentionally for the transnational corporations to set up in India, in China. Uh, there's many other places, but just name those two, where the continents are huge and the population is is being enriched by mm-hmm. the manufacturing and it's self-propelling the income, more products to sell, more people to sell to. You know what? We only have four yeah, points. You know, I think I think I, I might be mistaken when I use the word enemy competitor. Right. We have where we have competitors. Right. And And China is definitely a competitor for us. Um, and they're beating us in a lot of areas. I mean, they've always beat, beat us in the area of education. That hasn't even been close. But oh. but the fact of the matter is they, they, they are a major competitor. I think they're much more of a competitor, let's say, to the U.S. than Russia is right now when it comes to our economics, economically speaking. And also the, the idea of that our leaders here take their lead when it comes to things like COVID. Remember, Fauci, Fauci's friend went over there and saw how they were doing lockdowns and came back here and advised him to do it the same way. We seem to have a lot of our leaders who are taking the China's lead, the authoritarian lead, the communist lead, the authoritarian dictatorial lead in, in, in how they do things in, in, in their policy making. And I think that's 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 a huge problem. That's a huge. And, and oh. you know, with, with things like facial recognition, did you hear, Bill, about mm-hmm. that 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 lawyer who tried to get into Radio City 
and they found her face recognition because her law firm is suing Dolan. Yeah, her, her, her lawsuit is suing Jim Dolan, right? And she went into Radio City, and evidently they had set up facial recognition for anybody who worked for that law firm that was suing Jim Dolan. And they would not let her in simply because she was a lawyer at that law firm. And somehow they had her facial. They must have gotten a photo of her or something. And they and they put it into the computer and they were able and she walked in. And as soon as she walked in, the alarms go off and the security and they throw her out. And she had like children there that she had brought to this Radio City thing. And and they threw her out simply because she worked for a law firm who was suing the owner, Jim Dolan. I mean, this is frightening stuff. This is absolutely frightening stuff. And right, remember, right. and remember what they'll say is, oh, that facial. Remember the whole idea of that facial recognition. We can do a whole show on that. Was supposedly done so we can catch the bad guys at airports, right? The terrorists, people who are wanted at airports. Well, look how that technology has now been used to throw out a mom who was bringing children to Radio City simply because she works for a law firm. That's that's suing the owner. I mean, that's frightening stuff. That that's why this stuff has to be stopped before it can even. This stuff has to be stopped at inception, at conception. I'm sorry, at conception. It has to be stopped before it can become this monstrous thing that we could use against American citizens for, for ridiculous things, really ridiculous things. Well, well all I'm, I totally agree. But I'd ask people to consider the moving network. Mr. Beal, remember, I'm mad as hell. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. There's a scene in there called The Corporation. And actually, the fellow who acted it was a a tremendous job. He he nominated for an award for that one scene. But it's very telling. There are no borders, Mike. The, the, The transnational corporations, to them, there are no borders. They only go where they can maximize profit. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so, and they make treaties with governments, and you have these non-government organizations that now, like I said, the face of it is the World Economic Forum. But you had the Bilderberg Group before that meeting in secrecy. And what did JFK say in his 1961 speech about secret societies and secret meetings? You know what I mean? And, and about smashing the CIA into a thousand pieces. Look what happened to him. The silver t- certificate to try and eliminate the federal takeover of the Federal Reserve of our monetary mm-hmm. policy. Mm-hmm. Do you follow me? Yeah. And so, so this is this, we, these forces that are happening are driven. The politicians, I'm going to put it over there, are just puppets. Ninety percent of the um, the lobbyists on on K Street are foreign lobbyists, and our government. The problem is that our government is captured by the, the corporatocracy. Do you follow me? Right. And so. What, what I'm trying to say, there are no borders to these corporations. They look at things very differently than we would as American citizens. They have no loyalty to the American public. If they, it is not a government of, for, and by the people. Yeah. It's it's bought out. It's of, for, and uh, captured by the kleptocracy of the of, of corporate world corporate corporations that seek one thing: maximize profits overall. Yes. At the expense of everybody, they don't care. Absolutely. Right. So this, and this, unfortunately, is what's driving our military policy. It's it's imperialistic expansion for them. 
Yeah. And those young boys who go over there, they think they're serving our country, you know, protecting mom and dad and the good country and nationalism. They're being used. That's what Smedley Butler is saying in War is a Racket. There's one more thing. One more thing I'll mention. Michael Rivero on all wars are bankers' wars. You want to know why we went into Libya? Why we went into Iraq? Both the, uh, Saddam and Gaddafi wanted to, they had oil to sell. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't want to buy into the petrodollar. You know what I mean? That's backing up our fiat currency. Right. Do you follow me? The, the, of Saudi Arabia. So that was going to erode the, the strength of the petrodollar. They were going to use their own currency and their own trading methods working together. And that was not going to be allowed to happen to weaken the, the petrodollar. Because but, but, our- but, but Bill, I think all of the stuff we talk about, and I'll, I'll let you go in a minute because I do want to talk yeah. about I was remiss yesterday in covering the Twitter files part eight, which I should talk about. But what we're talking about here, the way they can do this, the way they get away with this is simply the naivete of the ignorance of the American people. I I know it sounds like a very general thing to say, and I I say this a lot, but it's the it's the naivete of and the ignorance of the American public that allows them to get away with things like this. Right. It allows them. And when you look at it logically, what's happening in Ukraine? Who is hurting the people, right? Who is getting wealthy and popular? Zelensky. Zelensky is getting wealthy and popular. He was not as wealthy or as popular before this war. <laughs> and now this it's almost like people like Pelosi going into Congress, and they go into Congress with $80,000 in their bank account, and they come out with $80 million in their bank account, making $200,000 a year. But people here in uh, this country are so ignorant. They don't, like, say, oh, how does that compute? I don't, I don't get How does that compute? They don't seem to get it. So they're so naive and so ignorant that these people know they can get over on the American public. And when you look at it logically, that's why, and I'll go into this in a second, the FBI can come out after all this information that comes out in the, in the, in the Twitter files about how the FBI, specifically Elvis Chan and those 80 FBI agents at the San Francisco Bureau colluded with Twitter, their buddies at Twitter, to censor information. After all this information comes it emails and emails and documents and evidence, things the FBI usually cares about, right? They collect evidence, supposedly. At least in the past they did. They cared about evidence. Even after all this comes out, they say what they said before it all came out. Oh, it's all a big conspiracy theory. Don't believe what you're seeing. And many of the Americans, especially the left, will believe it, right? Because they're just ignorant and naive and they and they believe what they're told, Bill. They believe what they are told. I think it's... um. The agenda, the the mainstream media. What are we down to? Five companies now. Basically, We're, conglomerate. Yeah, of course, that's about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. basically, they they are puppets for uh, they bought out Congress. I mean, uh, in the, there's nuances, uh, differences, but overall, again, if you look at the finances of of of, of Congress people, women, and men, two-thirds of them are fully invested in big pharma, big tech, the military-industrial complex. I mean, the, do you see what I'm saying? It's like that, um, I don't know how to fix it, Mike. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure, and, Bill. So, it's always good to talk to you. I love your perspective. You bring a lot. You, you, you know what? You, you know, I think you know your shit, Bill, and I like having you on the show. Thanks, as always. Thank you. Really. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem. All right. We're going to go to someone else who, who – uh, who knows his shit, or at least he thinks he does. Uh, Daniel, how are you? I am good. How are you, Mike? <laughs> Pretty good. good. Um, trying to hang in there, Daniel. I'm trying to hang in there. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, 
ever since this Ukraine thing um, started, I've just kind of tuned it out. And the reason I've tuned it out is because uh, when it comes, it just comes down to fundamentals. And that's um, every war that we've been in since World War II, every skirmish, every little battle, every intervention, the Cold Wars, etc. cetera, uh, there's, there's been no benefit from any of them for the American people. None, none whatsoever. So when, so when they started getting involved with Ukraine, it's just one more, one more adventure of the military industrial complex that will come to nothing for the American people, meaning the American people will not get anything out of it. Our freedom certainly isn't in jeopardy from Ukraine. Our freedom is more at threat presently from within. Um, and we can all see that. Uh, so, and, and uh, economically, we aren't threatened by uh, what's going on in Ukraine uh, whatsoever. Uh, this is so. It's just you know, it's 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 standard fare. Um, we need to. We need to. We, it's 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 not that it's unimportant. We definitely need to do something about it. We need to stop this, the, the the spending uh, on the Ukraine war. But 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 when I say it's just um, standard fare, this is. This is what we we couldn't expect until we put an end to these types of involvements and these types of involvements where we just have no real reason for getting into these things in the first place. Defy anybody that supports this stupid shit in Ukraine to tell you why the hell we are there. And if they give you some crap about freedom, just point out that every single war that we have been in since World War II has been ostensibly in the name of freedom, and every one of them went tits up. Daniel, they give you the same simplistic, dumb, ignorant answer that they give about vaccines. Because vaccines will stop the spread, because vaccines stop us from dying, because we wear masks, because we care about each other, and virtually we stop the spread. And they'll say the same thing about Ukraine when you talk to these morons like Rob Reiner. Because, because awful, horrible dictator Vladimir Putin wants to kill everyone there and take over the country, man. Come on. It's so simplistic. It's idiotic. You can't even argue with these people. You can't argue with these people. Look at the stuff Bill talked about. Bill was talking on the show about real facts, about real nuances that most Americans have no clue about and don't want to know about because it's so much easier to see everything in black and white and just a virtue signal all the time. It's it's easy. It's very easy. I don't blame them. It's incredibly easy. They... People are, are, are incredibly easily manipulated. We've seen this with COVID. We've seen this with every war that we've been in. We just have to, we have to do better and we have to cut it off at us. We are the problem. <clears throat> well, and we once we get the ball rolling with this stuff, it's, there's no end to it, right? We saw that with Iraq, right? 20 years. Exactly. Right? And, and once we get the ball rolling with giving Ukraine money, there's no end. We'll give them 200 billion and 300 yeah. billion and half a trillion. They can only take advantage of us like with COVID, if we allow them to. Mm-hmm. And and this is the same thing with Ukraine, the same thing with Deborah Stern, the same thing with the invasion of Iraq, the same thing with North Korea, with Vietnam, with Grenada, with, you know, name all the skirmishes in the Cold War. They can only take advantage of us if we want them. And, and by they in this particular situation, I mean the military industrial complex. We simply have to start saying no. And and the way that we do this is we first have to get we, this has to come from us and it has to come from a place deep within us 
I think people deal with these problems in a really superficial manner. We aren't going to, I don't think. I don't think people in this country are going to stand up and say no until they start doing some basic things that, that take care of themselves. If they are telling themselves by their actions that they are not worth their own investment in themselves, taking care of their health, for example, taking care of themselves financially, expecting the government to take care of us. If they are telling themselves that they aren't worth their effort, then they certainly aren't going to put out effort to, to protect somebody else. They're, they're just going. It's, so we have, we have to start with us. We have to start taking better care of ourselves. And if we start taking better care of ourselves, and, and this sounds, I, I, I know how this could possibly sound to you. This could sound too far removed from the particular um, uh, um, problem at hand, which is Ukraine and this situation we're talking about. But this this comes from a very primitive place in, inside of us, this giving up, this this giving um, control over to those that we see as powerful. And, and, you know, we call it the Stockholm syndrome. This comes from a very primitive place inside of us. We have to start taking back our power in our lives, take back our power by virtue of our health, you know, kick the obesity, you know, it, it, we really need to take control that it is chewing up one quarter of our GDP. You're spending one quarter of your year every year paying for your doctor bills. Just get healthy. That's all America has to do. And you and you increase your income by one quarter. That's astronomical. Think right. of how much you can save and, and, and what you can retire on and retiring early if you take care of if, if Americans would take care of themselves. And, and look at and, and when it comes to financially and when it comes to um, hope for the future, th these are things that all come from 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 within us in order to take care of ourselves financially. We have to feel as though there is some hope and that our actions matter. We need to start taking care of ourselves. We need to start thinking more highly of ourselves, not in a narcissistic sense, but more highly in ourselves and our abilities to shape our communities and our families first, and then start worrying about our states and our nations, because this all comes from us. And we are we are throwing our hands up in the air and saying it's too big for us. We can't do anything. Well, of course it's too big for us. We can't do anything if you can't even do anything about keeping you know keeping your weight down. Of course you're not going to do anything about your Ukraine if you can't maintain your own health. Of course you don't. You're going to feel like you can't do anything about COVID if you feel like you can't even put food on your table. You know, it's it's just this learned helplessness. So I'm just, you know, and you, what you're really talking about is like starting with the little things, right? Yeah, I'm talking about starting with little things. I'm talking yeah. about getting your own house in order. Each right. and every one of us sure, getting sure. your own house in order, because that is where your strength comes from. And if you have that strength of having your house in order, the government, whether you have weapons or not, the government is going to pale in comparison to the power of the people. But the people are giving up their own power. They're giving it up down to the level of their own well-being, of their own health. They're giving up their power. They're yeah. saying, ah, I can't do anything about that either. Their own health. That's the thing you have the most control over in your, own, in your life for most people. And if you're giving up that control, 
you're done as a society. But once again, you've given, I, you've given I, I, up I, every aspect of control. Right. Over your but once life. again, I go back to the idea of the easiest thing to do, the simple, the, the easiest out, and the easiest out is simply to do things like you, you're talking about, like getting healthy, man. You're talking about like losing weight, eating right. But no, it's so much easier to say, well, I'm just going to go to Walgreens and they're going to jab me every three months, every two months in the arm with something. And when they when they instruct me to put a mask on, I'll do that. And that's going to take care of the situation. And, and, here we are, and, and here we are once again, beat our head against the walls, man, three years later. And we're still talking about the same fucking thing and doing the same fucking things. Yeah, and Americans need to wise up. They need to get a little wisdom. One of the things that I'm fond of telling my children is there's reciprocity everywhere in this universe. And that means there's variables that are connected, necessarily so. And and you tweak one and one's going to be, get, get tweaked automatically. Not because of, of any causal relationship, although that may be the, the case too, but simply because it's it, actually a reciprocal of, the, of that variable. So, for example... Um, interesting study that um, was released a, a few months ago, and there's been many studies um, um, like this, but there was a, a study that looked at uh, happiness and um, it, between men and women. And there was, it came out this, this year. And like I said, there's been many similar to this. It could happiness between men and women. They found that men were significantly more happy than women. Across, it was like 80 countries, I think they surveyed, uh, over a million people involved in the surveys. And um, in, in those societies where there was greater emphasis on gender equality, women were the least happy. This is one of these, this is one of these reciprocities that's happening. People think that they can, they can have their cake and eat it too, and they can't. And so, you, you emphasize, and, and there's been many other studies where they look at uh, big five uh, personality characteristics, which are popular, um, popularly studied in uh, psychiatry, in psychiatry and psychology, and they look at the big five uh, psych, um, psychological characteristics, and they look across countries, and they find in the countries where there's the most gender equity. That the that the sexes are the most polarized with respect to the big five characteristics. Once again reciprocity at work you tweak one variable you think that you think that you've got things under control but some other variable that that by necessity changes and, and compensates and people and people this it's almost the definition of wisdom to understand that there is reciprocity everywhere in this universe but people don't get that it's not just our country, but people in general. Simply yeah. and like I said, we have too many problems here. I mean, I, I, I talk about the problems here all the time, and I'll continue to talk about problems here because that's what matters to me. And that's what matters to most of the people who, who listen and call into this show. And it's just simply amazing how people can't seem to focus on that, that the issues we like you say, getting your own house in order. Well, part of getting your own house. I know you're talking about you're talking the micro level of a person of you, your own. But how about um, just on a societal level, like you say, just on a citywide level of getting your own house in order? If you just walk around our major cities, if you walk around San Francisco, like I do, like you do all the time, Daniel, um, is our house in order? Would you say no. our house is in, no? Okay. No, I've I've called it. I called in and, and given some uh some almost immediate reports of how disorderly our San Francisco house is. Yeah, you know, it's it, once again, it's this simplistic thinking. Someone, I'm going through my Twitter feed right now, and someone put up this poll: Whose side are you on, Ukraine or Russia? Like this is a sporting event. 
Like yeah. it's a sporting. Are you for the Patriots or the Rams? How it's just how su- stupid. It's how simplistic thinking we are in this country, and how we're all in, everyone in this country is all about like like sporting event. Like there's a winner and a loser. We got to win, right? Winning is what matters. Winning. Yep. Whatever, and, that and mean, as, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Yep. And everybody, whether you know, as a scientist, this is something that most good scientists are, are used to doing, or, or at least they hope they are. And that, and that is, whenever they intend to explore something, um, especially if they're exploring it empirically, it is experimentally, you always want to ask the question: um, What are the possible downsides of what I'm going to do here? And that is something that everybody should ask themselves, no matter what, no matter what they think about this, this, you know, really um, sort of uh, um, ephemeral um, uh, idea of right and wrong. They, they should ask themselves, OK, I want this thing and maybe a lot of us want this thing. But if we get it, where's the downside? Because there is going to be a downside. And if you don't look around at the world and ask always, what's the downside? What are the potential downsides? And and knowing damn well that there's going to be a lot of down, downsides that you can't predict. If you're not making those considerations, then you're simply not a, a mature thinking human being. If yeah. you're not asking yourself the question, if you're going around and you're saying and you're and you're saying, oh, you know, it's a hip hip array for Ukraine, and you simply will not understand the downsides, and it's hip hip array for zero COVID, and you simply will refuse to understand the downsides of locking people down and forcing them to get vaccines. You know, whatever the issue is, if you aren't the first person to try to bust up your idea of, of if you come up with what you think is a solution to the problem and you aren't the first person to try to bust that in 10 different ways, you aren't doing your job as a human being. No. And, and, and once again, I've talked about this before. And here's a clip of Joe Biden talking to Zelensky in front of a fireplace. Very Christmassy, very, very warm and Christmassy. And he said, this is what this is exactly this is what the president of the United States said, said this. You are the man of the year in the United States of America. That's what the American president said to this guy, that you're the man of the year in the United States of America. Now, could you imagine Zelensky going back home and thinking, my God, I have this old fool in the palm of my hand. I have this old fool in the palm of my hand. And it's, it's, it's really sad. It's really sick and it's very, very sad. Well, it's all theater for the American people. Yeah, uh, I don't. Th- I don't think Zelensky thinks he's got Biden in the palm of his hand. I think Biden thinks he's got us in the palm of his hand. Oh well, that's true. Oh, we, we know that. Yeah, know that. Zelensky's just theater. He's just part of the theater that 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 Biden is putting putting on here. Right, right. But he's got no pushback. There's, there's no. You know, we want to make sure we know where the money's going. You know, like I said, there's not even a call to him when he does that stupid Vanity Fair thing saying, you know, this doesn't really look good in the middle of a war. You tell your country's being destroyed and you're doing a Vanity Fair shoot. It doesn't look that good, man. You know what? Maybe you want to rethink those kinds of things if you want us to continue to help you. There's none of that. There's none of that. There's just basically, once again, we it's just like every every world leader knows they can get over on this guy. Every world leader knows they can get over on this guy simply because he is just out, absolutely out of it. He's absolutely yeah. out of it. And obviously he just says what his, what his handlers tell him to say. But I just think it's amazing that there's no, once again, even from the president of the United States, there's no nuance in this situation. It's simply, oh, you're the hero. Zelensky, you're, you're a hero. You're a, you're a movie hero. You're a movie hero. It's, 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 to me, I don't understand. I don't get how anybody 
can take this fucking guy, not Zelensky, Biden, no Zelensky, but Biden seriously anymore. I really don't. Yeah. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. It's rhetorical. Us, it's a rhetorical thing to say. But I mean, it's just, just, it's it's absolutely, it's idiotic. It's idiotic. To say in yeah. this country, first of all, united for who? For how? And we get, and we just, get just, just, just ignore all of the people in this country who, uh, you know, are a little critical, at least, of this of this relationship that's going on here. No, no, you. I, I proclaim you the the man of the year in the United States of America. That's my that's my that's my great proclamation to you. Yeah, and we get in this idiotic state that you're talking about, Mike, because we give up power, and we give up power over our own selves. And this is this is my this is my message, and this is what I would like to implore this world to do. If if they could all tune into Mike's show and listen to to this one person, you know, <laughs> me talking, and 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 maybe consider what, what what I'm about to say, and that is, get your own house in order, take yeah. back your power, because if you got power. Your family has power. And if your family has power, your community has power. And if your community has power, your state has power. And if your state has power, you have power over your nation. Stop giving up your power at such a fundamental level. You can't hope to ever have power at the level of a state or a world if you're giving it up at the entrance to your body. And this, this is perfect. I'm going through my Twitter feed just as I'm speaking to you. This is perfect while you're on the line here. Regular exercise, this is, as, this is a report that just came out. I know this is not going to shock you. Regular exercise protect against, protects against fetal COVID, a new study shows. The study found that exercise in almost any amount reduced people's risks for severe coronavirus infection. No kidding. Hey. Surprise, surprise. Oh, my God. In December of 2022, they discovered this. You know, isn't it great that we closed the gyms? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah. 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 What was my number four of the uh, four truths of, of uh, 2020? What was number four? Okay. Number one was masks don't work. Number two was lockdowns only prolong and deepen suffering. Number three was that vaccines are for endemic disease, not pandemic disease. And number four was this pandemic is probably is primarily a complication of the obesity pandemic. Sure. Yeah. Big, big, big news that the, uh, that exercise benefits people, um, whether it's COVID or whether it's uh, one of the I'm other. Sorry, fatal COVID, not fetal, fetal COVID. Sorry, fatal, <laughs> regular exercise. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I fatal COVID, fatal yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's probably COVID. fetal COVID too. Yeah. 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 Whether it's COVID or when it, one of the other 200 viruses that cause this common cold. Like, uh, Wait a minute, but weren't we, all, weren't we all called conspiracy theorists for saying that? That was that. Um, oh, you mean the obesity connection? Uh, yeah. And exercise uh, could help. Exercise could help. Um, no, they just didn't talk about it. It just it just was never part of the discussion. The mainstream media steered so far clear of that. I mean, they would report on on the um, it's very strong correlation between uh, um, uh, um, obesity related uh, um, diseases like diabetes and hypertension. They made that very clear, but they wouldn't draw the connection that that very easily drawn straight line from diabetes and hypertension to the diabetes. Um, the media just stayed so far away from it. But, but what shocks me, Daniel, which continues to shock me, is that the media writes this stuff in December of 2022 as though they are brilliant for discovering it. 
It's like, oh, oh my yeah. God, look at what we've look at what we've put years into discovering that exercise and being healthy helps you from dying of COVID. It's oh, part of the narrative. Aren't we, aren't we geniuses? It's part of the narrative control. This is the stage in the um, greatest crime ever committed in the history of the world. This is the stage where they uh, where they gradually try to. Um, convince us and change the narrative and make us all accept the narrative that, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. Um, and and look, uh, isn't science wonderful? Here's some of the things we've learned. And forgive us for making these mistakes. Here's what you can do in the future, et cetera, et cetera. No mistakes were made. This was all intentional. And much of it was initiated by the pharmaceutical industry, of course. Much of it was was backed up by our, our governments, of course, for obvious reasons. Um, nothing was a mistake here, but that's what they're going to. That's 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 phase two of, of the post-COVID world is trying to co- convince us that oh, mistakes were made. No, mistakes weren't made. Evil was done. Oh, that's perfectly said, Daniel. Perfectly said. Evil was done and evil. They continue to evil. You know, they 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 continue to say, oh, please forgive us. And then they keep doing the same. Did you see that 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 fucking moron, Eric Adams in New York said it's time to put masks on again? Did you see that today? This is it's incredible. These these things are they're they're nothing but political symbols at this point. And the fact that that um, you can be prohibited from going into a government building or a grocery store based on a based on political affiliation or perceived political affiliation i think that's already illegal isn't it well and they they want to uh, i guess our small victory our small victory is that they're not doing mandates anymore simply because they know people aren't going to comply and they'll have egg on their face they'll look like the people are defying their authority and they don't want to do that so now they're well, doing in the Oakland. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about mandates in general, the way it was, yes. you know, two years ago. I got it. I got yeah, it. I, I, and that's why, I mean, Eric Adams isn't saying we're going to mandate masks. He's recommending, you know, I'm recommending. As the mayor, I'm recommending you take my lead and, of course, not take my lead. They, all along, they've, they've, yeah, but, their that's own, their own, yeah. but what I'm saying is that it's gotten to the point now. Do you remember? I mean, once again, uh, Barbara Farrar in LA County was talking about any day now she's going to institute this mass mandate. But what's happening there, what you're not hearing, what the media is not reporting on, is many cities like Santa Barbara, you know, uh, Beverly Hills, many cities within LA County have informed them that we're not going to abide by these mandates. So that's why you're not seeing, remember she was just saying like two weeks ago, any day now, and their numbers haven't changed, they've even gone up. But they're not doing it because they don't want to have egg on their face when all these counties, when all these cities say we're not going to abide by this. So they're just doing this general quote unquote recommendation now. And I guess that's a very small victory because they shouldn't be talking about this at all. The fact they're talking about this at all and that, you know, many New Yorkers and Los Angeles will comply with their recommendation really shows what what a world of shit we're in with this, how people have been so brainwashed that there's probably no getting over this. Yep. And, and one of the big, when it comes to COVID, one of the big, um, I just want to make this, this one last comment on, on something that uh, is that in the science literature today, yeah. um, 
uh, uh, Michael Levitt, a Nobel Prize winner, and uh, I think it was in structural biology. Um, he's at Stanford, and he was one of the first people that start speaking up about um, uh, the uh, COVID nonsense. And he got really pillared by um, p- people at Stanford. Um, and um, and it shut him up for a while, but then but now he, he's been back a little bit more quiet, but he's back. And um, they've been doing um, like they've been looking at um, excess deaths across um, industrialized countries, um, with the exception of U.S. The U.S. Almost every other country, um, if if there was no PCR test available, and they only looked at excess deaths. They, 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 every, in every country but the U.S., what has ha- happened with respect to um, COVID um, and, and this you know, upper respiratory illness that, that, that has been out there over the last two years, if they wouldn't have known anything about COVID and they only would have been and we would have been back in the 1950s and we didn't have any uh, cell, even cell culturing for, for looking at viruses, we would have excused the excess deaths that have occurred over the last two years as being yeah, kind of a baddish flu season in every country except for the U.S., which is the most obese. Yeah, absolutely. By the so way, this Daniel, is a PC, when people said yeah. early on, this is a PCR pandemic, this is what people meant, that if it wasn't for these PCR tests, we're going around testing everybody, and whether they have any symptoms or not, they're calling, they're saying these people had COVID. No, and I've harped on this over and over and over and again. It is so important. No disease, no COVID. But people, they have this perception that a positive test means COVID. And they go around saying, oh, you know, look at all these people who have got COVID. They don't, they don't have COVID and they didn't die of COVID. They may have died and they may have died and had a positive test. And this is what these, this recent um, um, study has been showing is that when looking at excess deaths across these 80, across um, um, numerous countries in, in, um, in, in the world, industrialized countries, and looking at their excess deaths, it would look appear, if it wasn't for the PCR test, it would appear that they, it's, it's just a bad flu season. Right. And, 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 and so this was, this is all due to a test that its own creator was saying, do not use this as a tool for diagnosis. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we created, of- a, we created a pandemic of a lab test. Absolutely. That's what it is. It's a pandemic of a lab. By the way, on a lighter note, Daniel, I know you're having trouble. If you're having any trouble, I shouldn't say I know you're having trouble. If you're having trouble meeting a nice woman, uh, someone just came here and posted an escort website. If you, did you see that? Someone just someone just came in and posted an escort website. Okay, the, okay. Let, let, let me check this out to, to the to the messages. You know, you know, you know, I, you know, you've I've I've made it big time when people come in and start posting escort websites to the messages. Now I know I've made it. I know I've made the big time, Daniel. But you know what? Yeah. This is what you get when you do a show at uh, what is it, twelve thirty in the morning Pacific, three thirty in the morning Eastern. You get people coming in posting web <laughs> escort websites <laughs> to the messages. Okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't need an escort. I can find my way around on my own. <laughs> I, I need a real, I need a real girlfriend who, is, who, is, who isn't woke um, and, uh, and uh, doesn't and doesn't ask me on a first date about uh, whether I'm vaccinated or not. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. That, that's has ended we, so yeah. many, that has ended so many dates right there. Yeah, well, that that's what's happening now uh, on these uh, on these uh, meetup sites is that people are actually putting. That they're vaccinated now, right? And they're oh, putting yeah, their vaccinated. Yeah. Wait a minute, they're putting their vaccinated four times. This is this is what they're this is what's in their profile. Oh, they're counting now. boosters now. 
Yes, of course. Of uh, course. No, on, on Match.com, that just says vaccinated. I, 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 maybe there's a number in the center of it that might pay attention that, that counts boosters. Well, no, people are writing in their profile, vaccinated times three, vaccinated times four. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, yeah. Did you hear? Um, th- 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 there's this uh, meme that was out there t- today, and it said um, um, the one thing that vac- the vaccinated and the unvaccinated have in common is that they will never fully be vaccinated. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what's, it's getting to the point now. We're on these meetup sites. It's like, well, you know, I'm I'm vaccinated four times, so if you're just vaccinated three times, I don't think we can meet. Yeah, we're right? a, it's not in the same league as I, as I am. Yeah, you're not in the same league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, up, up your game there, buddy. Uh, it's getting it's it's really it's really sick out there and getting sicker, isn't it? It really is. That's a no. An old my my old boss in radio used to say that all the time. It's sick out there and getting sicker. And this was in the nineties. I mean, it's 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 a million times worse than that now. I mean, this is just oh, at at some point this has to end, does it not? At some point, this all has to end. And it it very well may, and then seg into something as equally as bizarre. Um, yeah. But um, that's a talk for another time. And I'm gonna I'm gonna Thanks. get off and so yeah. um, go ahead, Daniel. Thanks. Thanks for calling. I appreciate okay. it. All, All right. right. All right. Take it easy. I really wanted to get, but I think I think tomorrow's show we'll talk more about this because we, we, we've. I'd rather not get into it now because this is going to be extensive. Um, but I, I really I, I was remiss yesterday. I, I know it's, it's not you know why it's not as sexy, but it was a local it's a local San Francisco reporter named Lee Fang who was given Twitter piles, uh, Twitter files part eight. And this is about the Pentagon. Now we moved on from the FBI to the Pentagon. Maybe this is not as sexy as the FBI, but I think it is in a lot of ways. I think this is even probably m- more important that the uh, more disgusting that the FBI had a covert online psyop campaign. And this, uh, how Twitter aided them, tweeted the Pentagon's covert online PSYOP campaign. Um, as Lee, I'll get more into it tomorrow. I think we'll talk about this tomorrow. But a little preview is despite promises to shut down covert state-run propaganda networks, Twitter doc- documents show that the social media giant directly assisted the U.S. military's influence operations. So we'll get more into this tomorrow. But Lee Fang, if you don't follow Lee, is a local San Francisco journalist who's actually done a lot of good work and uh, over the years and actually um, was actually reporting some of the truth, the, the real truth about COVID over the last two and a half years. And uh, he was given Twitter files part eight, and it, it kind of didn't get the attention that the first seven got. And I think maybe because it wasn't about the FBI and Hunter Biden, it doesn't seem as sexy directly, but it's also incredibly dangerous. That look at where we're at now when when there's when there's proof that the Pentagon and Twitter were in uh, collaboration with censoring people. That's not I'm not a big deal. Eh, it's not it's not as sexy, but it is. And if you go through the the thread, it's incredibly important to talk about this stuff. It's incredibly important that Elon Musk has brought this stuff to light. And of course, the F, the Pentagon will probably join the FBI in calling us all conspiracy theorists simply for believing what we're seeing, believing the facts, believing the evidence. That's being presented. All the stuff that was presented in a court of law would be actual real evidence that a jury would would look at. And the jury would probably find these uh, institutions guilty, guilty of collusion with Twitter, guilty of First Amendment violations, guilty of, 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 of constitutional violations. But don't believe your eyes, folks. It's all conspiracy. 
It's all made up. You know, I saw, I'll end on this. I saw a movie tonight called It's a Wonderful Life. I went to, to the movies to see it. I'd never seen it on the big screen before. Uh, but uh, Turner Classics movie was presenting it. Turner was, and, you know, Ben Mankiewicz, who does the, the introductions and all that, were presenting it. And it's his 75th anniversary, really 76 now, 76 years. And it's a beautiful print. I mean, it looks like it was made today. But I bring up alternate realities, obviously, because, you know, what happens in Wonderful Life is he's uh, George Bailey is, is presented with an alternate reality version of his of, 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 of life, which is life without him as though he was never born. So it's an alternate reality. And um, he wants to escape, obviously, this alternate reality. Once he realizes how wonderful his life has been, how many people he has helped, how many how things would have changed for the worse if he would have never existed. Obviously, a great movie, one of the 10 best movies of all time for a reason. And it was great to see it on the big screen. But also, you know, just an incredible, so many moments, so many tear-jerking moments. But it's this alternate reality that I was thinking of. Watching the movie, I'm thinking, okay, this is alternate reality he's in, right? It's a reality that doesn't exist. But it's presented in a way to him where at that moment he feels like it's real, right? Because no one knows who he is and he never existed and so on and so forth. But we're living in a, in a world now where these alternate realities are, are trying to be fed to us as the truth. There is no escape from them. We have to just believe in them. We have to just go with it. The actual reality that we live in, which is that there are so many bad players out there who want to just trash the Constitution because it's just not in line with their narrative, man. It all worked for them. Freedom of speech worked for these people when it's in line with their narrative, right? But even going back before COVID, going back before Hunter Biden, going back before Trump, remember that guy you don't hear about anymore. What was his name? Uh, he was conservative and gay. Ian was it? Yeah, Yiannopoulos, the Greek guy. Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. Remember, they wouldn't let him speak at Berkeley. Remember, they were they, they were actually shutting him down. He wasn't allowed to speak. Daniel will know about this. He 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 wasn't allowed to speak at Berkeley because he was a conservative. Forget that he is gay. Forget that. Forget it doesn't matter to them because if you're gay, remember you got to be liberal. You got to be a Democrat. You can't be a Republican. You can't be conservative. Just like you can't be black. Um. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, this is what they truly believe. And they were shutting him down because that speech was not in line with their narrative. And what would happen if he spoke? Would people's ears bleed? Would people's minds be changed? God forbid. So the danger started even before all of this, even before the last five, six, seven years. This dangerous idea of shutting down speech you don't agree with, calling it hate speech, calling it terror calling it domestic terror because you don't agree with it just to shut it down is the most dangerous thing that's ever happened in my lifetime i don't think i'm overstating that and if we let them win if we let them win we will regret it we will be living in this alternate universe this alternate reality this uh uh pottersville forever and we're not going to like it there. I'm telling you, it's very, very dark there. It's a very dark place. It's not a country. It's not the country that we were all born into. It's going to be a very dark, dangerous place if we don't stop this now. If we don't stop this now, if we don't continue to reveal all they've done and show them for what they are. 
it's going to be very dangerous. It's going to be, it's, once again, it's, it's not the country we want to live in. It's not the country we want the United States to be. There are other places we can go where we can live in this, under this kind of authoritarian rule if we want to. There are plenty of countries out there. But I think most of us would agree that's not what we want here. I see people moving around. I see people calling in and leaving. If anyone wants to call, I'll do a last, I'll do a last call for, I did my rant. I want, I'll do a last call for, for calls. If anyone wants to call in and say anything about anything I've spoken about or anything that's on your mind, remember, everything is grist for our ever-grinding mill here. Everything, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I think I'm going to, remember, I had joked about how I lost my tagline. And uh, I need to come up with a new tagline. Remember, my tagline for a while was vote, vote, uh, vote Democrats out of office. Hey, that worked well. But, but uh, well, to a, de- to a degree it did. At least we got the house. But I think I need to come up with a new tagline. I don't feel right ending the show just saying have a good night with no tagline. So I'm going to rip off. I had been debating this. I'm going to rip off the man I work with for f- five years, six years at, at WBC Radio in New York, a guy named Bob Grant in the 90s. I'm going to end with his tagline, and uh, I just want to make sure everyone understands that I'm using his tagline, because I think it's important. I think it was an important tagline in the 90s, signing off a radio program, and I think it's an important tagline now as we head into 2023, even more, even more so than it was in the 90s, and I'll I'll start using it tonight. But um, just understand this is not my line that I came up with. This is his line. Um, but I think it really, it really is very appropriate for the times we live in now. Okay, so last call. You'll hear the tagline at the end, so you don't want to leave until I give the tagline. <laughs> but uh, if anyone wants to call in, going once, going twice, three times. Okay, I want to thank Bill for calling. I want to thank Karthik. I want to thank, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Daniel. I want to thank everyone for listening, as always. Um, and. Uh, this show airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. It's called and Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Catropoli. Thanks for listening. And I want to remind you that your influence counts. Use it. See you tomorrow night.